0: Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter.
1: Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Passion for the Pastime. It's been a while. It's been about a month since my last episode. So I apologize for leaving you guys alone in the dark. But, wow, we're back. We are ready to get this thing going. Ready for the trade deadline, which is coming up at the end of the month. And ready to talk some Blue Jays ball. We haven't talked to this guy uh, since last year, Ben Nicholson-Smith. We're going to be talking with him because he is in town. He is from north of the border. He is now in the Bay Area as the Blue Jays are set to take on the – Oakland Athletics which brings me to the sad realization is that I don't know how how much more that I'll be able to do what I'm attempting to do this week to be able to see some American League teams in an American League ballpark in Oakland I'm counting down the years I mean uh we, we might not be able to see Vlad Jr and all of the glory of the American League, the Yankees, the, the Red Sox, you name it, the White Sox, a- any team that you want to see. The teams that, growing up a Giants fan, you don't get to see very often. So I, I, I am uh, definitely getting out to the Coliseum, going to be seeing some Vlad Jr., currently have my Blue Jays jersey on. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. I could, uh, I could only imagine with the with the five hundred people in attendance. <laughs> but how sad is it that? I mean, hell, this could be maybe the last time that I see the Blue Jays see Vlad Junior in person in Oakland. How often is he going to come to you know San Francisco? Maybe more often than not with realignment of the of the uh, the, the divisions the. Um, The leagues, rather, maybe that'll change. But as of right now, the current format, I'm not going to be seeing too much more Vlad Jr. live and in person. So best believe I'm getting out there to the Coliseum because Oakland, the A's, unfortunately, they've already lost the Raiders. They've already lost the Golden State Warriors. They're in San Francisco. And now it looks like they're going to be losing their third major league team. They could be leaving to Las Vegas as well. I think the writing is on the wall. It's going to happen at some point. So we just have to live in the moment and enjoy what we have right now. And that is Blue Jays coming to Oaktown to the Coliseum to see me some Vlad Jr. hit some bombs. Can't wait to talk about the Blue Jays. Can't wait to talk about some Vlad Jr. With my guy, with my favorite Canadian, your favorite Canadian from Sportsnet, Ben Nicholson-Smith, beat writer for the Toronto Blue Jays. We're going to be talking to him on the other side. See how they're doing in their hot and heavy East. We're going to talk about that, talk Blue Jays, talk the American League, talk some baseball. It's great to be back. On the other side, Ben Nicholson-Smith of Sportsnet, beat writer for the Toronto Blue Jays. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. I'm your host, Walter, and now we are going to be speaking with Ben Nicholson-Smith. He covers the Toronto Blue Jays for Sportsnet over there in Toronto. Did not make the trip to Oakland, which uh, I find out that he loves watching games at the Coliseum. Ben, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. And yeah, you're right. You know, I, I like the history. I love just how green and how expansive the field is. And I, as you said earlier, you know, it's a place where you go to watch the baseball game. You're not there for all the distractions. It is a baseball stadium for me, and I like it.
1: I love going there. A's fans love going there. Uh, I don't like the outfield, or not the outfield, the the foul the foul ground. It's huge. There's nothing like it in uh, baseball. And being an opposing, um, you know, opposing team, I can almost imagine that they don't like it as well because there's a lot of a lot of balls that would. Pop up into the into the stands that end up being long out. So uh, we'll see what happens tonight. We got the Toronto Blue Jays in town in Oakland. Ben Nicholson Smith joining us, and I do love uh, going to the to the Coliseum, uh, mainly in in my open. I was talking about how being a Giants fan, growing up watching National League ball, it's recent thing with the DH and everything like that. So when you would go to the Coliseum, you would see the American League brand of baseball and. Uh, specifically you see teams that you don't normally see blue jays being one of them i'm a huge vlad jr guy as you know ben uh just love seeing that brand of baseball coming to the bay area which unfortunately the time might be uh running out here in oakland
0: yeah it really is unfortunate and i hope that they can work something out um and get the get the new ballpark plans underway I mean I feel like we've been saying that for years now but but certainly you know I know the fans there are great and it's it is fun to have those those uh, teams come through you know the, the teams that you don't see that often and the Jays are they're a really exciting one. Uh, you know I think they've probably played below expectations and certainly, you know, the, the loss in that opening game against the A's where Cole Irvin comes and just shuts them down completely. I mean, that's not how Blue Jays people and Blue Jays fans were hoping that would go for a team. You know, with all due respect to the A's history, they're not very good right now. So that's a team that the Blue Jays should be beating up on. And at this point, it has not happened, but still a couple games to go.
1: Yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely a disappointing uh, showing in the first game on 4th of July, which, by the way, uh, happy 4th of July. I know you're Canadian. Happy uh, Canada Day, which was on July 1st, so we want to give that out to you, but uh, we have weird traditions for the 4th of July, Ben. I just wanted to ask you, uh, we have the hot dog eating contest. I don't know how much of that you caught uh, with Joey Chestnut or anything like that, if that's on your TV over there in Canada, but uh, we, we love it. We watch it. It's a tradition. We have weird traditions. Uh, is there any Anything weird that canadians do on canada day what, what do you have for me
0: oh wow i mean there's a lot of red you see a lot of people wearing <laughs> red uh, so that's that's something uh fireworks i like fireworks i mean they're pretty fun um what else i, I you know people would go to barbecues for me you know the jays are almost always home on canada day so i would almost always work and so for me my canada day experience is basically going to the ballpark and you watch the Blue Jays, and they wear their red uniforms, which I think once a year on Canada Day is perfectly fine. And I <laughs> hope that they never wear them again on any day that is not Canada Day. <laughs> not a fan of, of the red unis, huh? They're the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, what, <laughs> I what's next? They're going to wear gold or the black and yellow pinstripes? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a, they should be wearing blue.
1: I was a little confused but then I got the Canada Day reference and uh yeah, I was a little confused when I turned on uh the highlights for M L B that day and they had red unis on. I was like, What is this? Is this the the Anaheim Angels? What's what's going on here?
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it's not my favorite look but then again i'm not a i'm not known for my aesthetic choices either so what who am i to say
1: (laughs) all good ben nicholson smith from Sportsnet in toronto uh we're talking some weird traditions here uh talking fourth of july actually uh going back to the to the hot dog eating contest how many hot dogs do you think you can eat uh in 10 minutes or or let's take it to a whole baseball game how many do you think you can scarf down
0: well, I, I am a vegetarian, so the, okay. the hot dog answer would be about zero. Um, if we're making those veggie dogs, oh, my goodness. That is – I do not want to find out that answer. If I ever find out that answer, something has gone very wrong. I mean, it's, I, I, yeah, I think comfortably you could do three, no problem, but I don't, I don't want to see what happens if I eat seven veggie dogs.
1: Yes, that, that, that's a big number. I mean, <laughs> with the hot dogs, you're talking 63 with Joey Teshnut. I don't know how he does that. Um, me, at a, at a game, I I'm, I think three is a comfortable number. I think three is good. You space it out, you know, every, every two innings. You, you have a hot dog, and, and you can space it out like that. But, uh, yeah, more than three, I think you're pushing it. You're asking for a recipe for disaster.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's pretty accurate. I think that I would tend to agree with that assessment.
1: All right, we're talking with Ben. Uh, let's get back onto the baseball talk here. Toronto Blue Jays in town, uh, looking really good right now. Uh, they are third, I believe, in the in the American League uh, East, which is a, a a gauntlet of a division. Uh, I know you said that the, that the Blue Jays up to their expectations are a little disappointed at this point in the season. Um, but I mean, you have to take into account the division that they're in, arguably one of the strongest divisions in all of baseball. Uh,
0: Of course. And I mean, led by the Yankees who seem to be the best team in baseball. I'm curious to see, I mean, how this progresses for them because clearly they're well positioned to win the division and the Yankees are a powerhouse. It would be a surprise, a real surprise at this point, if they don't get that first round bye, but once they get there, they still have to win three playoff series. And so I think that they still have a lot of work to do, no doubt about that. And there are openings for these other teams, including the Blue Jays. But there's a lot of work ahead. This is a team that still has to win probably another 47 to 48 games in the second half of the season. Then they're likely going to have to win four playoff series. And right now they have a lot of questions in their pitching staff. So as, as promising as this offense is, and of course Vlad Jr. and Bo Bichette, Kay Oscar Hernandez, Alejandro Kirk. It's an incredible offensive group with George Springer as well, but they are not pitching well, and they need to address those questions if they're going to reach their potential as a team.
1: Yeah, the Blue Jays, uh, you know, they're right in the thick of it in the American League East. Do, do you think missing out on the playoffs, the opportunity the way that they did last year, uh, do you think that there's any motivation uh, added to that in in wanting to get into the postseason this year?
0: Yeah, I you know, I think that if they had made it to the playoffs last year and lost in the division series, it would feel a bit different. Right now, we're talking about the fourth season in the careers of Vlad Jr. and Bobochet. And two of those seasons were played almost all outside of Canada for the Blue Jays yeah. because of COVID. So, you know, they made the playoffs in the COVID year of 2020, but were eliminated in two games by the Rays. So, it was a very short playoff appearance and otherwise this young core has not reached the playoffs. So now that we're four years in out of seven that they have before free agency, you really do want to start to see some meaningful strides made and not just making the playoffs, but starting to win some playoff series. Of course, the first step is to make it to the playoffs. That's never easy. No guarantees there, even with the uh, expanded postseason field, they still have to do uh, a lot more uh, winning and a lot more work before they're going to get there. Um, But but yeah, to answer your question, I do think that there's, uh, you know, some amount of pressure, Uh, certainly for Charlie Montoya and his coaching staff, there's pressure, they need to see some results, because there's a lot of talent, they've made big investments, George Springer, Jin Ryu and others to try to bring this team to the playoffs and, and succeed there. So they do need to start seeing some results.
1: I'm talking with Ben Nicholson Smith of Sportsnet over there in Toronto, covering the Toronto Blue Jays. We're talking some Vlad Jr. too. I can't, I can't, I can't not talk about Vlad Jr. my uh, my man crush, if you will. Love seeing this guy on the field. Uh, I remember being at his game for the first two home runs of his career at Oracle Park. Love uh, just the way that he presents himself, the way that he plays the game. Has so much passion for it. Uh, you mentioned a little bit of pressure, and I know that things got a little heated uh, earlier last week with a scuffle. I, I forgot—I forget what team it was against, uh, but the bench is cleared, and and you know there was a lot of pushing and shoving, and it was on the heels of that huge um, uh, incident with the with the Mariners and the Angels. So you know, is that just? A, a, you know is he feeling the pressure a little bit does he have to be that leader that vocal leader and kind of show by example or is this these uh blow-ups if you will in baseball and with Vlad um yelling I forget who he was yelling at but you know with that incident um is that just attributed to the to the long season of of a baseball season
0: I, th- I think there's some of both. I mean, certainly Vlad Jr., he's a guy who likes to have a lot of fun and you see him smiling in the dugout, and there's no doubt that baseball is fun for him, and he's uh, he enjoys being with his teammates. Uh, he, he's an intense guy as well, and that can manifest differently than it would for someone like Abobachet. With Bichette, he is extremely focused at all times. It's this unwavering high level of intensity, whereas with Vlad Jr., Sometimes he'll let his guys down and he'll just enjoy his time with his teammates. But he's a very competitive guy and he's also a team player. And when he felt that in that moment, Alejandro Kirk had been hit on the hand by a Nick Pavetta pitch and Vladdy started chirping Pavetta right away. Pavetta didn't like it. Rafael Devers was getting back and forth with Vladdy. A couple of guys who know each other very well and are friends. But in this moment, they were really chirping each other. And Vladdy was very fired up, as you said, because he felt that in that moment, uh, he needed to have his teammates back, and he thought that the Red Sox had pitched too aggressively inside against Kirk, who's obviously having a great offensive year um, and, and is a real threat at the plate. So, you know, it's it's interesting to see that. I, I don't think it's necessarily a surprise because Vlad Jr. has a lot of moments where he'll he'll display uh, real intense emotion on the field. Uh, sometimes it's joy, or sometimes it's kind of this this. Um, excitement that he's achieved something like a big hit. Um, And in this case, it was having his teammates back.
1: Yeah. You you love to see it. And uh, not, not obviously the, the pushing and the shoving, but the, the fire, the, the intensity from a, from a Vlad jr. And also, I mean, people have to remember how young he is and the fact that he's able to uh, want to, you know, have his teammates back and show that leadership uh, it, it just attributes to you know how he was brought up with his dad and just the type of player that he is now. So uh, a lot of positives for Vlad Jr. I do have to say, though, I was a little disappointed when I found out that Vlad Jr. wasn't going to be in the Home Run Derby this year uh, because I just love seeing this guy swing the bat. Uh, that, that Home Run Derby years ago, a couple years ago, when it was him and Pete Alonzo was probably one of the best uh, shows of power that I've seen uh, recently, so that, that I'm a little disappointed in that. But are you a little bit surprised? I mean, some players, they especially when they're in the playoff hunt, they tend to shy away from the uh, from the home run derby because it has been said to have messed with their swings in the second half. Uh, do you think that there's any validity, validity to that? Uh, what was the reason b- behind that decision, if you know?
0: Yeah, so I think there's always, you know, uh, I don't I don't believe in any sort of home run derby curse, um, anything along those lines. I think more likely you're just choosing players who have had incredible first halves, often career years, and they tend to drop off afterwards. So to me, it's not a curse. It's more just who gets selected. Um, but with Vladdy in particular, he, he wants to make sure that his whole body and in particular his wrists are, are feeling fully strong and ready for the second half. He's someone who you know, told me before the season began, his goal was to play 162 and then more in the playoffs. So this is a guy who wants to be out there every game. And so far, if I'm not mistaken, he's missed one game and that's it. So it matters a lot to him to take the field. Same with both. These guys want to be out there every single day. And, you know, that's easier said than done. It is a game that takes a big physical toll on these guys. Even if they're 23, 24 years old, um, it's just such a grind as you know. So, you know, they really do end up needing to take the breaks that they can get. And Laddie will probably be in Los Angeles for the all star game. So will Bo, but this is not necessarily a situation where they need to go max effort in that derby and take that physical toll on their body.
1: Talk with ben nicholson smith and talk of some vlad jr you did mention earlier someone that i want to uh kind of talk about and and kind of open up the listeners to because out here on the west coast we may not know uh who he is unless you're looking at the al side of the ballot the all-star ballot for all-star weekend as you mentioned vlad jr is going to be down there in los angeles uh The catcher, the the runaway candidate, uh, Alejandro Kirk out of Tijuana, Mexico. Tell me a little bit about this kid. I mean, was he high in the Blue Jays prospect list in the organization? Where did he come from? Because he's all over uh, MLB right now.
0: It's been really cool to watch his emergence. He's someone who was definitely well-regarded as a prospect. And when he came up at the end of the 2020 season, there was a sense that he's someone who could be a part of the Blue Jays' future. But now, the thought was at that time, maybe he comes up and he hits, he's, he's a great contact hitter, really good coordination, does does not strike out very much. So despite um, the fact that he is far from a burner going down the line, he's someone who has the potential to hit 280. And the thought was maybe he'll have a 350 on base and, you know, slug a little bit and you got a 780 OPS and he's a catcher and that's good. So you're thinking good player. You're not thinking great player, but what he's showing us in the first half of 2022 is not only incredible offense where he's walking more than he's striking out. He is making excellent contact on a consistent basis, but he's also improved defensively with his framing at the bottom of the zone and with his throwing, um, but from behind the plate. So you're looking at a really well-rounded offensive player and he's someone who has made an incredible difference for this Blue Jays team as they've tried to compete with the Yankees and Red Sox.
1: Yeah, and he's hitting 300. (laughs) 300 hitter uh, exists in baseball today, Ben. What's going on? It's so weird.
0: It's cool, yeah. You know, he's someone (laughs) who just makes consistently hard contact. He's been great in, you know, almost any situation. You can put him out there against the lefty, against the righty. He's also been great in pinch-hitting situations. So he's been an incredibly valuable player for this Blue Jays team that was already a good offensive team
1: few more minutes here with Ben Nicholson-Smith talking some Blue Jays ball here. Uh, you did mention earlier, just want to get back to the the, the pitching staff. Uh, that is one of the biggest uh, concerns, I think, when you look at this Blue Jays team. W- what is going on with Jose Berrios? I know that uh, Kevin Gosman was a little banged up over the weekend. How is he looking? And what's the status with Ryu? I, I forget. Is he out for the year or w- what's the what's the status there?
0: Yeah, Ryu is done, Tommy John, so he will miss 2022 and likely most, if not all, of next year as well. So that puts some pressure on the Jays pitching staff, especially when you consider that you look at a guy like Barrios, who historically has been a really good number two or three starter, and his ERA is approaching six this year. It's well over five. So, you know, he has really struggled, and it's not necessarily lost velocity, um, but more so... You know, is, it, is it command? Is it pitch selection or sequencing? It's hard to really pinpoint. But one way or another, the results have been inconsistent and underwhelming for Barrios. And so, you know, especially at a time in Yusei Kikuchi, who was also brought in to be a free agent acquisition, he has struggled. It, it hasn't looked good. And then you see Kevin Gosman on the weekend take a line drive 100 miles an hour off the bat of Wander Franco, and Gosman goes down. So that was a very scary moment for the Blue Jays. Ultimately, it was uh, revealed that he did not have a fracture. So that's really good news, but he might still have to miss a start. All of which to say, you know, this Blue Jays pitching staff, this rotation is looking vulnerable, and they do need some help in that respect.
1: So with that being said, I mean, it's July 5th. uh, As we speak right now, Ben, and, you know, there's always rumors. There's always trade talk around this time of year. Uh, being that the 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 Blue Jays are in Oakland, maybe there's uh, some wheeling and dealing talks happening at the moment. But uh, you know they could be in the market for some uh, starting pitching. Frankie Montas being a big name that uh, is on everyone's radar. That's needing starting pitching uh, going into the postseason. Frankie Montas, a name to to keep an eye on, that the Blue Jays may make a run at, or is there anyone else that really is intriguing right now uh, as the trade deadline approaches?
0: Yeah, I think Montas is a good fit for sure. I mean, you know, we'll see how he's doing after coming out of his start on the weekend. Hopefully, he's okay. Um, but I think that's a great fit. Luis Castillo too would be a really good one. Um, you know, those those two certainly jump to the top of any starting pitching. Uh, list that you're going to come up with I, I think for the jays too they've got to be on believers because for all the talk about the rotation their bullpen isn't good enough and usually the good teams in october to make it through three rounds if not four rounds this year you need to have a really good bullpen who can bail you out of some tough situations runners on first and third and nobody out i mean who do you go to in that situation And and if you don't have that answer internally now is the chance to try to find it so this is a Jays team that needs to be adding bullpen help, rotation help, whether it's Montas, whether it's someone else. You know, the prices will be high on those guys as they, as they should be because there are not a lot of Frankie Montas out there. But it's, uh, it's a need for the Jays. So that's the line they have to walk this, this summer.
1: Hey, Ben, it is always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time. And I'm sure that we will talk more uh, down the line, man. Take care.
0: Take care, Walter. Good luck to your uh, to your Giants there, and uh, hopefully things stay very interesting in the Bay Area. But great to talk to you, and thanks for having me on.
1: Oh, yeah. The Giants are going to need every bit of luck that they can muster up. Uh, ben Nicholson, Smith, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed our talk for the Blue Jays. And if you're in the area, if you're in the Bay Area, if you're uh, in Oakland and you got nothing to do, go go out to the ballpark go out to the coliseum go see yourself some blue jays go see yourself some vladdy uh hopefully he can go ahead and hit some bombs uh because i love seeing some vlad bombs in attendance so again ben nicholson smith of Sportsnet in toronto covers the toronto blue jays thank him uh for coming on to the podcast go ahead and give him a follow on twitter at b nicholson smith to get all of your blue jays uh updates and again he is a a podcast host over there at at the letters podcast check that out also if you liked anything that you heard here you're gonna love that podcast as well so you guys i hope you enjoyed this conversation i hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast we have more coming up i'm not gonna abandon you again we are back and ready to roll for the rest of the season so you guys have a good one be safe